welcome to the Boom Clap podcast. Okay, so today we have something a little bit different for you. Rita is actually taking the week off because I have invited on the lead pastor of our church. His name is Matt Schantz. Um, Our church is a five campus church and he is at the head of it. And I thought it would be interesting to talk to him after a couple long years of COVID to talk about disagreements, to talk about division. And what makes this particularly kind of interesting is that Matt and I do have some disagreements about things in general. (laughs) Um, So you'll hear a little bit of that come out in the podcast. But honestly, my focus, and he shared the same focus, was not that this would be a debate, although that is tempting. Him and I both do enjoy debate, but didn't think that that would be healthy in this format with people listening. So this is not a podcast about debate. So if you know both of us and that's what you're looking for, it's not what you'll get. Um, But we do have just a really open and honest conversation about what does it look like to disagree. Um, We talk about the fact that we're really living in an argument culture where people have kind of forgot that we're interacting human to human and not enemy to enemy or political party to political party or whatever category you might want to put someone in. So I hope you guys enjoy this. I really feel strongly that over the past couple years, no matter who you are, where you live or what you've been through, it's very likely that you've had disagreements with somebody. Um, It's also very likely that you've experienced division in one way or another. And if you are a Christian, if you are part of a church or the church at large, you may be feeling those things more acutely. So the church, hopefully, if you're an Orthodox believing church, you really do have agreement about core issues, but disagreement and division is still so common. Unfortunately, sometimes the disagreement is sometimes about those core issues, but overall, Disagreement and division is nothing new. Like a quick read through many parts of the New Testament gives a glaring picture of disagreement and division as well. But I think over these past couple of years, our generation has experienced disagreement and division in a really acute way. And what makes it particularly interesting is that the culture at large is divided about the same issue or issues that the church is. Um, So it's not like people can say, oh, the church is just having issues, but lucky us, everything else over here is normal. No, the truth is that the culture at large is having issues as well. There's disagreements almost everywhere we turn. And I feel that the fact that these same disagreements are going on in the culture means that it's only magnifying the disagreements and division in the church. So my purpose in having Matt on was not to like rub salt in a wound or to debate, like I said, but essentially to hopefully bring a little hope and a little healing to people because everyone's everyone's been affected by disagreements over the past couple of years. So you're going to get to know the lead pastor of my church a little bit here is my interview with Pastor Matt Schantz. How do you feel about doing this? Um... Oh, I feel I'm 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 happy to do it. I'm I'm I, it's fun. I've been looking forward to it. I um, <clears throat> my heart is I w- I really would uh. So I I love debate and discussion. Mm-hmm. Love it like too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and I, I have a lot of, I grew up in a family where like we would like all argue at the dinner table over some objective thing. Mm. And that's, <laughs> yeah. so our family was just weird like that, like a couple PhDs in the family and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so um, that uh, freaks a lot of people out because they're like, why are you getting so worked up? I'm like, no, this is, just, this is such an exciting conversation. So anyways, mm-hmm. I, I don't, sometimes it, it gets misread. So I, I, my goal is to have a conversation about whatever you want to talk about and do it in a charitable upbuilding way that uh, yeah. might help people. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, how are you that's feeling more, about it? Um, a little more like, I don't usually get nervous for a podcast. I am just a little bit for this one, maybe because we know each other, maybe because I know that people from the church will be listening. Maybe because the people that know both of us relatively relatively well are thinking maybe we would have lost our minds to record an episode together talking <laughs> about disagreement <laughs> because they yeah. would know that we would disagree on some things. So And that might that might be what makes it a gem. Well, that's kind of <clears throat> what I think. And like my intention is not to just talk about all the things we disagree with and have me try to prove you wrong and you try to prove me wrong. Although <laughs> yeah. Both of us do enjoy a little bit of debate, but I don't know. I would rather just talk about disagreement, how we do it well, how we do it bad, kind of like what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like we're bound to, as a culture and as a church, come across other things that just kind of put us into that awkward space of disagreement again. So I don't yeah. know. I thought it would be cool to have a conversation like that. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Um, my biggest um, worry going into it uh, was that I, I wouldn't have good enough like clickbait for you or something like it's just going to be a boring conversation. So if you, <laughs> if it, if this gets the least amount of listens, like I apologize. And it's probably very, it's, that's my assumption. So no, do with it what no. you will. If it, if it never even releases, uh, honestly, it, it doesn't, it's fine. Are you implying <laughs> that I usually, I usually try for clickbait? Yeah, are we recording? That's my first. That's the first thing I want to say is, <laughs> why are you so clickbaity? <laughs> why are know. you building I mean, a brand on clickbait? <laughs> I just really, really like attention. Yeah, I I get that. I see that. <laughs> yeah, kidding. totally kidding. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, uh, I just not not hot topic enough. Would is be that like what I actually mean? You know what? I think you'd be surprised. I think obviously the people that know both of us are going to be intrigued to listen. Um, but I think other people, you know, everyone over the past couple of years has been through this situation where they've had disagreements with people that are in their lives. And so I think you'd be surprised how popular a conversation between two people who don't agree on everything would be. So Anyway, we'll just go for it. We'll see what happens. It was like I said to you in an email, it's kind of hard to prepare because it's not like an interview necessarily. It's more just like a conversation. Mm. We'll see how it goes. So we're literally just going to see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Hack and hack and hack and chop as much as you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was saying to Rita, I'm like, you know what? If it goes badly, we just we just won't release it. But I'm sure it'll go fine. <laughs> so, oh, oh, my gosh. Not um, that you would... You know, if it turns into a debate, we just won't release it. Oh, okay. Um, is uh, so I don't get to chat with Rita. Is that how this works? I don't know. She's taking the week off. Okay. Okay. We just figured you hadn't met, and we already have a relationship, so it might have been a little weird doing a a three way conversation. So <laughs> I heard she was the more fiery one, or 
She uh, is which, for sure uh, the more fiery one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's okay. I'll, I'll try no, and yeah, be the you, Rita of this conversation then. You know what? I would actually like it if you guys would meet in person one day because uh, I just would like to see that happen. So, Well, she, she should come up. Is, aren't you guys friends? Well, you know, she just has a little problem perhaps at the border right now. So, <laughs> Okay, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that was the goal. The goal actually was that we were going to meet March 2020. And um, she was going to come up here, but then my brother got sick and ended up in the hospital. And right after that, COVID hit. So two years later, uh, we're still waiting. But wild. Anyway, yeah. So for those people that are listening that don't know you, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm uh, I'm a husband to one and a father to two. And uh, I pastor a church called Central. Uh, my wife is Emily. My boys are Boston and Walker. And I believe you have a son named Walker as well. So whichever one is older came up with it. And I think that's mine. Yeah, it is yours, but... Were you inspired? I didn't copy, I promise. Oh, I would have felt honored. But yeah, so they're, uh, they're, uh, the boys are 12 and 10 right now. And uh, just like, feels like such a sweet spot, you know, they bathe themselves Mm -hmm. and they sleep through the night. They still love mom and dad. And uh, Mm -hmm. I just get a lot of joy from them. So uh, one's really sporty. One's really funny and artsy (laughs) and, uh, um, and kind of, uh, darker and moodier and <laughs> it's just uh, mm-hmm. they just both uh yeah they light up my life uh, almost as much as emily does and uh yeah i am still a pastor even after covid and uh <laughs> so that's that's a miracle in itself um yeah, yeah and i love the i love the church i get to pastor it's called central you may know it i have heard and, of it yeah yeah it's a good it's a good it's good people so I think yeah. it's good people. I think it's great people. I love the people of our church. Now, are you Likewise. sure that your sons are 12 and 10? <laughs> yes. And I think I know what you're referring to because you came on yeah. my podcast. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we. I think you uh, botched that up a couple of times, if I remember correctly. And I, I tried yeah, to call I got you two out of three wrong for my kids' ages, but oh. <laughs> I did correct it. Yeah, I did figure it out eventually. So yeah, well, that's anyway. the thing about ages is, is they always change. So that's that's a tough, they that's do. a moving target. It's a moving target, yeah. and that is a tough thing. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> so yeah, all right. You have been lead pastor now for quite a few years of our church, and I'm just curious. Like, did your idea or your ideals or even your experience of leadership change leading a church over these past couple of years? Like, would the Matt from three years ago have a different idea about leadership than Matt today based on lived experience? Hmm. Wow, that's a great question. Um, well, uh, I think I've changed a lot. Um, I think mm. I've learned a lot. I was actually chatting recently with a pastor who's near retirement age, and he was like, mm. I never saw in like 30 years of pastoring what, what you have seen in three, the last three years or, you know, whatever. Right. And cause I was asking him like, what, what can you compare like this moment to? And he's like, nothing, nothing I've ever experienced. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm like a, I'm a reader and I, I like to think about, um, about culture and, and trends. And I've always mm-hmm. liked that. Mm-hmm. And um, just, the the way that um 
the culture is moving so rapidly right now. Um, I feel more inadequate than ever because I'm like, I can't keep up. Like nobody's written the yes. book yet on, nobody's written the book. No one had a manual for how to do COVID in peace, <laughs> peaceably yeah. in a church. No one had, um, you know, we hadn't experienced something like that in a long time and uh, in any of our lifetimes. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I think it's, uh, I think it showed more. I, I think it, it was just a tool that showed some of the cracks that were already there, but, but mm-hmm. maybe none of us were seeing. And, um, and so, yeah, for me as a leader, I felt, uh, I feel more inadequate now than I did three years ago. You, you know, you, I feel like three years ago, there was a sense of, I can wrap my head around this, though there's so much to learn. And now it's like, I can't wrap my head around all that's going on. Because my, my main goal as a pastor is like, how do I, how do I preach well to the, the, the people in front of me? Um, and, um, and so it's, uh, it's pretty wild. So I, uh, I wish I could go back three years ago and, and yeah, tell, tell myself some things. Yeah. Uh, heads up. Yeah. Heads up. Um, this is going to take you like a year and a half to learn, but approach mm-hmm. it more like this. <laughs> um, right. cause yeah, you're kind of, I felt fumbling in the dark for a while and <clears throat> more than I ever had at any kind of time in ministry. So, um, yeah. and that's kind of the Christian life. That's kind of, um, or even just as we grow in our knowledge of anything, you realize, Oh, the more I learn, the more I realize I do not know. Um, yes, that's so true. I think true. it's people, people who aren't really sharpening and learning that much feel like, oh, I know, I know what I'm talking about. I know everything about this thing. But when you really dive into anything, you're like, oh, my goodness, it's, there's so much more. So that's, that's yeah. how uh, that's leadership in a nutshell for me is uh, mm-hmm. I feel, uh, feel more in the abyss. But, um, mm-hmm. but that being said, um, there is, there's some, there's some benefits to that and some really great things to that. Um, it, it's good for a Christian pastor to know that like, you can't do it. <laughs> you you yeah. don't have the stuff in you to, uh, to do the gig. Um, you need to be dependent on Jesus and you need to like, look to the Bible, not what you think you know about society and all that kind of stuff. So it's been, it's been helpful that way. Yeah. I do think there is, like some good in hitting these really hard spots and realizing that you're not enough. And, you know, we all know that in a sense, but when we experience it, it's, it's painful, but also important. Um, And I like what you said about the fact that the culture is just changing so fast. And I'm reading a book. I'm pretty sure it's in one of the books I'm reading right now, tactics. And it talks I think it's in that book. Mm -hmm. I I really can't remember, but it was this concept of liquid modernity, like where it's changing so fast. It, it can't become solid. Essentially. It's just constantly pouring this liquid change is happening so fast. And that's really true. And I do not envy any pastors or any leaders having to lead over the past few years. Um, extremely challenging. So we're thankful to our church leadership, even though it was not easy and not everyone would agree with all the decisions made. We can definitely acknowledge that that must not have been a good time. So we're thankful for you. Yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And I would agree like, uh, it's, uh, you know, we found ourselves at a few distinct moments being like, um, yeah, there is no, there is no peaceful, um, mm. Or there is no there is no decision that's before us that um, that everyone would say 
I like that. <laughs> just right. that, just yeah. that, just that awareness of like, oh, there is no, there's no place that doesn't have a landmine. Um, it's, mm-hmm. And so you have to. So how do you lead? Well, you lead. We lead in a plurality. We have a, we have a number of elders and a number of pastors, and it's just like, where do we sense God calling us to? We've been put in these positions of leadership. We want to listen well and know our people well, but ultimately kind of feel peace together about mm-hmm. a direction or a decision. And, and those were often hard, and uh, and we often varied in our own opinions. But we decided. Well, we. Mm-hmm got to do the best we can with what we have. And yeah, the fact that all of our elders are still intact and pastors yeah. and stuff, that's, that's pretty cool. So. It is. And uh, I really feel like these past couple of years made it obvious that we're not just a homogenous people, you know, like there's mm-hmm. tons of different people. Everyone's got a different perspective. And I feel like the last couple of years really highlighted that. And uh, it's been hard to like try to come to terms with the fact that, oh, not everyone is as similar as I thought they were. Um, but also that's okay because we, we want people to be individuals and to have their own opinions and convictions. It's just a matter of learning how to, um, live together. Right. So yeah. How to to play well, how to play well together. I I, I, I agree. Like I, I think there's this, um, there's something kind of instinctive in us. That's like, you think differently, you think differently than me. And I Mm -hmm. interpret that as a threat. Um, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, and actually, um, one of the things that I've learned, uh, a lot more over the last couple of years, let, I knew this conceptually, I knew this as an idea, but, but I know this more experientially is when the Christian church began, there's, there's never been a movement like it and there never will be again. Um, that just like broke down social barrier classes, um, ethnic divisions, mm-hmm. um, it actually tra- traversed the world and there was not a place that like the gospel and the church could not go and um, be applied. And so the church has brought about, there's not, there's, there is no other movement in the world that is as diverse as the Christian church. And yeah. it's actually something that like, there's something about it that attracts every class. Uh, right. The, the homeless man can literally walk in and there is the like wealthy, um, you know, CEO, like female there and this homeless man and they have Jesus in common and it actually yeah. unites them. And yet, if you were to sit them down on any number of topics, they're like way, <laughs> way off <laughs> with, where, yes. with where they land on each other and would probably offend each other pretty quickly if they started mm-hmm. to get into what they think is right and what they think is wrong beyond sort of the core essence of Christianity. And that's, that's one of the things that COVID did was it, it, it brought all of those, all of our personal uh, kind of conscience issues or preferences or this is what I this is what I think. And maybe even more strongly, this is what I believe. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was stuff that, that well important um, regarding Christianity it was, it was secondary stuff, but it brought it so to the forefront that it felt like we can't, you know, maybe we can't do this. Um, yeah. So, so it's helpful to kind of draw it back to um, the Christian movement itself and go, wait a minute. Like part of the beauty is we are not homogenous. Like we are mm-hmm. diverse. We are a diverse yeah. people. And, and, um, and God intended it that way. Now, how do we live, um, peacefully among each other? How do we benefit from our, um, varied life experiences? And, and that's when it starts to get rich, but 
it, it often at surface level feels like a threat. And then we have to know how to interpret that and live with that. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, I liked your example of the homeless man and the high powered CEO woman, you know, because at the core of it, you know, if they're, you know, really orthodox Christian believers, they probably have Mm. those core things that they really have in common. Like there's one God and three persons and all humanity is under the curse of sin in need of redemption, that Jesus is God who became flesh, was the perfect atoning sacrifice for our sins, that Christ Mm -hmm. died on the cross and was resurrected to life everlasting, defeating sin and death, and that those who trust in him are forgiven. And that when we trust in him, we're given the Holy Spirit as as our seal and ultimate helper that the Bible is the inerrant and authoritative word of God and that our purpose in life is to live for his glory and make disciples in his name. But then there's all these peripheral issues that they seem so different, right? But the beauty of it can be is that they're willing to be known by each other and to kind of talk about these peripheral issues and have conversation because you're right. Like we do view each other suspiciously. This is something I wanted to talk to you about is that it seems that in the church and in the culture at large, especially over these last couple of years, we're not first and foremost viewing other humans as human. We're first seeing them kind of suspiciously. And mm. then, um, yeah, kind of like viewing each other as adversaries first, right? With all this suspicion and then maybe down the line a little bit, if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and have conversation, then maybe we're viewing each other as fellow image bearers. But when yeah. we do this, when we have this like adversarial approach or suspicious approach, we act, we actually often demonize others or maybe even misunderstand or misrepresent their position. Because I really believe that in everyone's disagreement, and maybe this is a charitable guess, but I really believe it's true for most people, especially like most Christians, that in living out their beliefs and convictions and the disagreements that they're having, they're really trying to be faithful is what they're trying to do. Like we're not, people aren't trying to be adversarial, but it comes across that way because we don't really know how to talk about things well. So, I mean, I I agree. Yeah. I've certainly felt that adversarial tension. Um, Sometimes it originates within me. Sometimes it originates within others. Although I think most often it's mutual. And I haven't always walked that line as well as I wish I had. You know, we're all learning as we go. <laughs> and I've, I've often misunderstood the motives of people who believe differently than me. So I'm curious, like, you've kind of answered that already, but have you felt that same adver- adversarial tension? Um, and what have you learned most from it? Yes, I, I certainly have, you know, Um and really well said, by the way, I'll, I'm going to listen back to this episode and your encapsulation of Orthodox Christianity was like one of the best I've ever heard, Cecily. That was so well done. I, I, uh, <laughs> that's worth the price of admission right there, everybody. Um, <laughs> the free price, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, have, I have felt that. And I think, you know, one of the things I was alluding to when I was saying I wish I could have, you know, gone to the, the, the leader, me, three years ago mm-hmm. and... Uh, and told him a few things, it would be, uh, it would be actually to hear people out, like, um, to seek understanding, um, yeah. uh, from the get go. Um, because there's these, there's these little triggers, these little markers that people have made for themselves. Like that dude's not wearing a mask. That guy is wearing right. a mask. They must and be I'm going to have team a team. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, or, you know, whatever it is, that dude has a Canada flag, a flag on his truck. That means something. This one doesn't. And it's Mm. a hybrid. (laughs) It's (laughs) so different. (laughs) Um, There's just like, we, we, I think we're, we're so, we are myself very much included. Mm. We are such judgmental people. Mm-hmm. And there are a few little um, triggers or a few little um, indicators for us. And we mm-hmm. make a ton of assumptions. We fill in the blanks of the rest. Um, and so, you know, Cecily, that's one of the things I've appreciated about our conversations is um, we don't agree on a bunch of secondary stuff. I think, you know, I gather, I don't, I'm not even totally mm-hmm. sure, but, um, mm-hmm. but um, there's a, when you when the, there's such a thoughtfulness behind behind it, and so um, when we know each other, when we learn, when we listen, um, our empathy meter goes way up. Uh, we we do ultimately care about people, um, mm-hmm. but not the unknown people, the people we don't know, and the people we make a pile of assumptions about. We fill in all mm-hmm. the blanks of what we think they're like because of these little indicators. That's just really uncharitable. Um, and yet I think that's one of the things we all found ourselves doing during COVID is Mm -hmm. I'm going to put you in that box because you said this about that politician, or I'm going to put you in that box because you said this about, about that. You, 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 uh, retweeted a link from this news network. I assume now Mm -hmm. all of these things about you. And, um, that's actually, you know, that is how the world works. Um, but I think Mm -hmm. for, and so, and that's the way my heart works a lot, but that isn't how the church should function we 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 have this idea of the kingdom of god and it just it functions in the world of the kingdom of man or whatever the city of god city of man however you want to describe it there's these two worlds and we're to live as citizens of the kingdom of god like the city of the city of god is what we're a part of building in the midst of a babylon or exile or the city of man mm-hmm. and so we actually we have different tactics it looks different and so we actually need to like hold the judgment See the person, like you said, as made in the image of God, um, a fellow human being. Uh, learn a bit about their story, and you often end up learning just a ton more. It's like, oh, I, I had never heard this or that, or that really is infor- like that. That's really informing to to me. Or now I understand your perspective and why why you care so deeply about it. Um, mm-hmm. You'll typically find a coming towards if if you stop to listen. So that that's that's been a big lesson for me is okay, I can tell there's friction or you, you don't like this decision or you've made this comment towards me or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, sometimes I've just taken that personally and, and felt offended or hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I think the better thing is to say, what's underneath that? Like, where are you, where are you coming from? And it's hard to do, right? Cause you feel like, oh, like, and that's part of leadership is people can look in and, and make an assessment and, and they, and, and project that or share that or, um, mm-hmm. th- that's been the not fun part of the last couple of years, but, but one of the beautiful parts has been like, Hey, tell me, tell me more and the sit downs and the conversations and, and you find out if you're both a part of the church and you, you, you are Orthodox Christians, like you believe in Jesus, you're about the gospel, it saves you. And it's what the world needs. Um, you're like, Oh, actually we're like 90% aligned <laughs> and, and we're a hundred and we're a hundred percent aligned on what actually ultimately matters or that we even need to be aligned on Mm -hmm. and so and sometimes it's like 99 percent. sometimes it's seeing things differently um sometimes there you know there are the 
ooh, this is, you know, it's felt like deal breakers for some people, it's some mm-hmm. issues. But I think that goes such a long way. And, and that's what we're taught in the Christian tradition. Treat people mm-hmm. as made in the image of God. They matter, they're valuable. Um, mm-hmm. Hear them. Um, don't be judgmental and, uh, and actually be charitable. Think the best, don't think the worst. Assume the best, don't assume the worst. And be a learner. Yeah. And, uh, and that goes a long way. Yeah, I think that's really important. Assume the best, don't assume the worst, because usually it is, in fact, best case scenario, not worst case scenario, right? And as mm-hmm. you were talking, you use the word known a lot, like, you know, when people let themselves be known or allow conversation, like it makes such a difference. And actually just this week, good friend Lois, who you would know and love as well, she texted yeah. me, you know, the word known is just on my heart. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like that's, what's been missing for so many is just, you know, we're Mm. seeing each other as adversaries. We're looking suspiciously, but like you said, if we just allow ourselves to be known, to get vulnerable, to have a conversation, we will realize that we are just humans. Like we're all the same 90% of the time. And there's these things that, you know, convict us one way or the other that might look a little bit different. And those things are important. Like, absolutely. You won't see me backing down on my convictions, but it's not necessarily something that has to break a relationship if it's, if it's dealt with carefully. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Cause we, it, like, cause we have this value in the church that homogenous isn't best. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't need to surround myself with people that think exactly like me. And in fact, that's exactly. probably not actually for my own welfare that's not best mm-hmm. um and so i'm really helped by relationships with fellow christians who look at a lot of the world differently than me and their faith is played out um the picture looks a lot different than mine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some of the people who aren't christians in my life are like that's really informative and helpful about mm-hmm. learning what they value and what matters to them and how i can be a, you know a person of peace to, towards them or um shine the light in their life like um we're better for um the diversity inside the church and better for um loving people with you know with who who have a diversity different than us outside of it as well so Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely it really is the body of christ right and it doesn't just apply you know to like well you're gifted in that way and you're gifted in that way but it can it can really apply to our convictions as well like if we all thought the same things were the same level of importance, we would actually still be homogenous, right? So when we actually look at different things in a different way, that really is, you know, just the body of Christ at work, so long as we stay humble and realize it's not yeah. about us, right? So yeah, yeah, I feel like more and more, it seems like we're really living in this argument culture um, and that there is listening going on, but it's often... I, to- I totally disagree. I totally disagree. I couldn't disagree. <laughs> Not fight about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what we're doing is we're often, we're excluding listening to understand and instead we're just looking to poke holes in the other person's argument. I for sure do yeah. this. And I think anyone that likes to debate likes to do that. <laughs> you know, it, it feels good in a way to, to poke holes in someone else's argument, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's a healthy thing to do. Like if we're truly listening to understand we're we're not just looking to sound smart. So I don't know. Do you feel yeah. that this argument culture has kind of impacted the way people feel like they can or should interact with others? And do you think that this media driven world that we're living in has an impact on that as well? Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, 
I think what you just said there is uh, is like profound and exactly right. Um, the way we're we're listening, um, but we're listening with uh, an agenda to, uh, yeah, to catch an agenda, you. That's a good word, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I I know I don't really agree with this person. I'm waiting to trap them to catch them in their words. And mm-hmm. um, and before we press record, I think. Um, 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 yeah, just like we, I think we both like debate. I, I know I like debate. I grew up in a family of where that's what we would do at the dinner table. That was conversing for the Sean's yeah. family with yeah. like, uh, debating each other. And, um, and we found it like intellectually stimulating and we were mm-hmm. family still after. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've made the mistake of, I brought that into my marriage and Emily's like, mm. why are you arguing with me? I'm like, right. Oh no, I was having fun. I, <laughs> this is my love language. <laughs> She's like, why are we, why are you arguing all the time? I'm like, no, I'm having dinner and talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so uh, that, that comes naturally to me. Um, mm-hmm. But, but there's, um, if um, the, the motivations are, are so, are so key to that. So like if I'm, and I, I think the media, uh, you know, that's a big, big tent. Uh, but I think the, mm-hmm. the media in general, just the, the, the way it's coming at us, there's news cycles and they need to profit and there's, there, totally. there needs to be clickbait and they need to have new stories. And, and like, that's just the way it works. Stuff's put in front of us. And Hey, if it's gonna, if it's going to create a firestorm, like fantastic, because that'll give us traffic on our, site or whatever Mm. and so um that's that's what profiting you know news media coverage will do that's their goal Mm um create that story and that tension um but then we kind of bring that in um, to our own lives where we go oh you sit on this side you sit on that side um we take the very very worst thing a conservative person says and we say this is what they're like or we we look for the, the the we look for the phrase that the most liberal person says mm-hmm. and go that encapsulates them to a T and all of them, you know? And, uh, yeah. and it's like, well, that's not actually intellectually honest. That's not fair. And so I think that that combative nature has, um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know a ton about like the rewiring of our brain, but I know that screen mm-hmm. time and um, the way we rapidly look at information and, the dopamine hits we get from certain things. Like I, I know that um, it's affecting us in a major way. It's part of the big changes we're seeing so rapidly, like we were talking about. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, uh, I think that when we, when we, when we dignify the person we're listening to and we're not, we're not trying to, uh, <laughs> we're not trying to win an argument, but we're trying to know a person's perspective better. Uh, that goes a long way, but we're fighting an uphill, uphill battle. And I, I, I I tend to try not even to use like <laughs> that kind of language. It's just sort of like it's not. We're like I said about about Christians in the church. We're, we're we're actually trying to go about all this in a different way, not the same way, not the same tactics, different mm-hmm. tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a way it can look Christianly, and so I think that that's one of the ways that we can kind of. Um, I think be a witness and I, 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 yeah, by and large, I'm not sure we're doing a great job of it. I'm not sure I'm not, I'm doing a great job of it kind of using the same tactics with other people rather than um, different ones completely. So actually, instead of trying to, you're trying to catch me in my words, I'm actually trying to love you and know you better and uh, see where you're coming from. And um, 
and that'll shine through. But um, I have to confess that's, yeah, that's not always my motivation. So, mm-hmm. No, I hear you on that. All right. So let's see. What should I ask next? Okay. So I think there's some humility in making concessions, but most of us are really averse to that. So curious if you have any examples of concessions that you've had to make over the past couple of years or areas where perhaps you've changed your mind. And if you haven't, that's fine too. Um, Or yeah, just something that you wish you would have done differently. I, I, uh, there are a lot of things that I I would do differently, um, that I feel like I've learned and I approached wrongly. Um, I feel like I've definitely like, um, rounded my perspective on some things, um, for sure. Um, I've, I've had some really wonderful conversations with people who, uh, it was a personal conscience issue of conviction, like not to get um, the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. And for me, it was like, oh, it, it just wasn't a big deal. It was just, like, for me, it just was like, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm totally happy to, you know? And, and, um, and so I think for me, that was one where at first I was like, I don't get it. You know, I just don't get it. Like, what's the mm-hmm. big deal? Cause it wasn't to me, you know? Right. Um, and I had this sort of greater good, yeah, concept, right? Ab- about mm-hmm. that. Like, I think this mm-hmm. is ultimately most beneficial to people. And um, I just had enough conversations with people that I care about and respect people in our church, who for them, it was like, you know what, this is really hard issue for me. Here's why. And the reasons were really varied. And when we would have those conversations, like, um, like, this might be the first time I've said in any kind of public space that I got the COVID vaccine. Like I just, I just haven't talked mm. about it, but it's just, mm-hmm. um, um, but it's, I, cause I know it can be divisive. Right. But mm-hmm. I, I think for me, what I learned a big learning was just like, you know, um, the personal issues of conscience for this brother or sister in Christ, I am actually, I ought to respect, especially as they unpack it for their, their circumstance or, or why that's important to them. And, Mm-hmm. So, um, I think my, my, you know, like, like, um, the Grinch, my heart grew many sizes, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, you know, cause it, it's act, that's actually just a practical example of, I think what we were just mm-hmm. talking about, you know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm hearing you. And, um, and I, I might not ultimately agree, or we might differ on, on how, 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 uh, whatever, um, risky it might be or, or whatever the circumstances are. We, we can differ on that stuff, like gladly. Um, we can believe different, different information coming in. All the information is out there for us to land whatever way we want to land. We'll have data. <laughs> we'll have data in our arsenal. And so you kind of just set all that aside and just like, okay, help me understand. And I was just really helped by um, people in our church specifically who we were able to sit down and have like heart to hearts. And I was just like, you know, what? I respect that, you know, um, and over and over again, have those. Um, that was really helpful. And so um, the other thing was, I think one of the things I was told early on and some of the communication I did at our, our church, I actually didn't intend it this way, but I, mm-hmm. I was trying to do a good job of communicating. All right. You're trying to communicate to your people. And some of it's in these like short online videos and whatever. It was just such a goofy time. And, um, and I guess the tone that some people sensed was 
Um, when you're saying we're do we're making this decision to go this way, whatever it is, we're going to adhere to the limits and just have 50 person gatherings or whatever it is. Um, some people felt like they sensed a tone, like, cause this is the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I, if that was the case, that, that was, um, like, uh, not even con- conscientiously. Um, but it's, I don't know that my, my speech was necessarily, um, just kind of saturated in grace. And, um, I don't, I don't know that I like shepherd, I was like shepherdy enough, <laughs> like pastoral enough. Right. It's not my bent. That's not, I, I say, I let, I let some of the other pastors be all lovey. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, here's how it is. And it's a little bit offensive and that's mm. how I am. And, you know, like I, um, I think in, in a moment of such, um, global crisis and people mm-hmm. being so uprooted, mm-hmm. um, it demanded that I be the kind of guy, whether it's my demeanor or not, to just be extra, extra generous, extra, extra gracious, and just say, you know, just just walk through some of the alternatives and 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 name the respect for those who think differently, rather than mm. say this is what we're doing and we feel it's best. And p- other people go, oh, I feel, I, I feel. Um, demeaned by that or mm. I don't feel that way and you're making it sound like my ways are wrong and so those would be those would be a couple of like my do-overs mm. yeah no that's I appreciate your answers that's kind of like I realized after I said it that that was a very hard question so um you did a very <laughs> very good Thanks job explaining no <laughs> no I like I said at the beginning I cannot imagine how difficult it would have been to lead over the past couple of years so even when it probably felt like people were not appreciative, I'm sure deep down they were. It just maybe took a little bit, you know, for them to get around to uh, seeing, I don't want to say your side of things because I know it was carefully thought out, but sometimes it can be hard to see why someone chose the direction they did. Um, but I'm hopeful yeah, that sure. the more time passes, the more conversations had, the more people can understand. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's very charitable of you. Cecily, there you go. Wait, wait to model it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't even say I disagreed with any of them. So a lot of it, to be honest, was uh, I didn't come to a firm conclusion on so much of it because it, like you said, this was new. This was totally new. It's not like the yeah. Bible had a section on what to do when COVID nineteen hit. So yeah, um, and one of the one of the really weird one of the really weird things about um, like being a leader in any in any sphere is um you don't have the luxury of not landing somewhere like the 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 decision has to be made right and so Mm -hmm. for some people it's like oh you know what either way but but to be in that leadership position and have to make a decision one way or the other you don't have the luxury of of being i don't i I haven't really landed on it right come down on it uh Mm -hmm. that was uh i think a troubling tension for 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 me and, and some of the leaders here was like Oh, this is new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, with the information we have in front of us, from like a mm. sense of like God, what what does this look like for us? Uh, we we totally uh, respect the church down the road or whatever that might be doing it differently. All we can do is make make the decision that must be made in front of us about will we do this or will we do this? Um, mm-hmm. Because it's changed and we need to know by Sunday. <laughs> Actually, yeah. we need to tell people by Wednesday uh, so that they can be prepared for yes. Sunday. And we just found out the new information on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all happens so fast. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm sure something that was on your head and 
the heads of all the pastors, elders, leaders, um, was the passage from James three, you know, that not everyone should be teachers, um, because there is such great responsibility in it. Right. And so I have every confidence that with every single decision you, you all made a lot of thought went into it. A lot of prayer went into it. A lot of study went into it. Um, you know, I've been reading through James a lot, actually, the past couple of days, and I just feel like it's such a good book of the Bible for any time, obviously. But when, when we're talking about disagreements in particular and responsibility, it's just really good. So last week we had on the podcast Samuel Say. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. But mm-hmm. anyway, he's a he's a blogger, um, talks a lot about critical race theory and abortion, and he named his blog Slow to Write. And that's from James 119, obviously, where it talks about being slow to speak, slow to anger. And I feel like the conversation that we've had today kind of encapsulates the same thing, like be slow to speak, be slow to anger, um, be quick to hear, be like, be listening to understand. It makes such a difference. And then um, from James 3 as well, 17 to 18, it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works and the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness sown in peace by those who make peace. So I just feel like, you know, that's all we can do going forward into the future. There's going to be things that come up that are going to cause division and disagreement again, but all we can do is pray for that wisdom that's from above and uh, do our best to walk it out well. Yeah, well said. Well said. Thanks for convicting me so much reading that passage. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I so didn't good. mean to. Um, I actually had said to Rita before recording, I was kind of talking through it a bit with her. I'm like, I hope he's not going to think that I'm reading from James 3 because of the whole, like, you know, teachers need to be careful. I don't want him to think I'm like, calling calling him out or something she's like no 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 not at all um because that's not my intention she pointed out the fact that while i may not be a pastor or something you know i do have this podcast with listeners every week and um it's very much to me a convicting passage as well because people are listening to the things i say and i never 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 want to um lead someone down a bitter path or or the Mm -hmm. wrong path so Yep, different, absolutely. different kind of leadership than you, but something I still take very seriously. Yeah, that's right. No, I think for all of us, yeah, there's that, that call to preachers, but, uh, but, mm-hmm. but more generally to Christians, like our words matter, like full stop. Sure. Like I was doing a sermon on marriage a few weeks ago and it was just sort of like, I was saying to wives, like, I, it, it's easy for me to preach to the guys cause I am one and you know, mm. kind of be like, come on guys, work on this stuff, you know? And then mm. it's like, and then not really lean into it with the wives there's like a little more fear and trepidation there but but one of the main words to wives was like hey like you hold so much power Mm. and the probably the way you hold the most power is with your words like you can you can bring life or you can bring death like you can build up or you can tear down Mm -hmm. and i think every christian is accountable for their words like i've had some of the most stressful times in my ministry in the obviously in the last couple years and have not always had, I've not always been slow to speak. And, and mm-hmm. those are the times that I, I, uh, 
I regret the most. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, so it, that's a huge, huge reminder for all of us. Um, yeah. And uh, I hope the Lord will be gracious to me when uh, I stand before him someday and we go over the COVID uh, season <laughs> of my ministry. <laughs> Let's take some time to go through the COVID years here. Yeah. <laughs> no, for all of us. Oh, for sure. Like uh, there's not a single person that handled any of this perfectly. All of us just did the best we can and it looked different for each person. Right. So Mm-hmm. This is hopefully not just the warm up for something bigger coming down the road. Hopefully this is hopefully this is it for quite a while. I hope so. I, I on the one hand I like I do hope so. Um mm-hmm. and I and I also hope we we don't waste it, you know? Like I uh I agree. It it has revealed some of the cracks in our mm-hmm. in our unity. Mm-hmm. Um in our um you know, uh what we what we see as um yeah, how we treat each other, um, the judgments we make. It, it's shown some of the cracks in in the lack of unity we have. And so um, I think we actually have to lean in now and and mend some of that as opposed to um, let those cracks um, continue on and actually divide us. So there have been some divisions over this stuff, but I, I think mm-hmm. ultimately Christianity, like I, like I think where we started, Christianity is the most diverse movement there's ever been and ever will be. Mm-hmm. And uh, God made it that way because um, Jesus can enter any sphere. And then if we have Jesus in common, we have that, the, okay, these are the essentials we have in common. And we, mm-hmm. and we hold the rest generously. We care about, we have convictions about, but then we, we can be unified. And so I'm hopeful that we make the most of the moment as opposed to yikes you know and 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 kind of just try and move on without yeah um mending so yeah this is actually something that Rita and I have talked a lot about is there's this there's this draw towards normal right like oh things are normal let's all take a breath and just enjoy life and you know that's fair enough but we should never do that at the expense of um forgetting what we've learned the valuable things that we've learned and putting Mm -hmm. those things into practice. Um, And that reminds me actually, as I'm thinking about Rita, she had a good question that um, she wanted me to bring up. What do you think, is there a difference between good division and bad division? Like sometimes people walk away and do you think that can ever be healthy? Um, and I definitely have an answer for this. And I wouldn't even say that there's necessarily such a thing as good division. I think there would probably be another word for it then. Um, mm-hmm. But do you know what I mean by that? Are Does you that saying, sense? are there things worth dividing over? Is that the same? Yeah. And, and I mean, we would agree on that. But sometimes also, do you think that there's so much unhealth in perhaps people in the church, whether it's a family or a group that, you know, having them leave is actually a good thing or, you know, just different examples like that. It doesn't have to be that exact scenario. Do you think there is some good in division? Yeah. I, uh, I'm interested to hear your answer, but I would say, yes, I think there is. And I think there's a right way to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. there is. So as a rule of thumb, it's like there, there might be a, there might be a right thing to do, but, but may, may we never do it in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so there might be a time to leave a church, but you can leave a church well, or you could mm-hmm. leave a church uh, poorly. And so I think there are times when it's like, you know what, we need to go our separate ways 
Mm. Um, and, and what that might mean is, and I'm talking about genuine believers here, right? Cause mm-hmm. Jesus would have these scenarios where he's like the big crowd would come and he'd say his like hardest words and people would walk away. And he, right. he was, yeah. that, that's a whole different thing. But, um, but this is like, so for, for our church, we have a few distinctives. Like we baptize professing believers, mm-hmm. uh, other churches in town, you know, like, uh, baptize infants and, um, I, I, I have um, really good friends who would be paedo-baptists, baptized infants, mm-hmm. but we baptize mm-hmm. believers. We're credo-baptists. And so um, we differ on that. And that ultimately sometimes means we, we need to go to different churches. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it doesn't mean is ugh, their faith isn't as strong or right. they don't yeah. get it like I get it. They're not as strong of a, yeah, not as strong as a believer. They're not true Christians. They're not whatever it is, there's no arrogance to it. It's just like some of my favorite theologians in history and today are like mm-hmm. Pado Baptists. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I might be wrong. I don't think I am. I think yeah. I'm reading this faithfully. Mm-hmm. This is my conviction. And this is what I think the scriptures are saying. And yet the, the humility to say, I may be wrong. They may be right. I respect them. We're brothers and sisters in Christ, but this, this issue, whatever it is, um, may be to the point where it means we're not in the same local church. Mm-hmm. And I would argue, yeah. you know, that's, that's probably why there's such diversity in churches today. We look at it mm-hmm. as a bad thing. And sometimes it is like, look how many denominations there are. Right. Yeah. But people are as diverse as there are people. And, yeah. and maybe it's partially a gift from God that, that um, people from really different pasts and really different approaches to life uh, find Jesus in churches that are drastically different from one another. So there's Mm -hmm. sometimes that, that different local church piece is ultimately the right fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had asked what my answer to that would be. And it's, it's virtually the same. Um, In fact, it, it is. So I do think there's a time for division, but never, never done in a way that's like, I want to burn this place down on my way out. Um, (laughs) You know, that's never good. I want to tell everyone how wrong these people are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or how terrible they are, what they've done to hurt me. Um, You know, I not saying that hurt doesn't happen in the church, but um, yeah, I hope that even in division, there can be a sense of reconciliation. Um, Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's my thoughts on that. So I don't know. Is there anything else that you'd like to cover? Um, probably just critical race theory and abortion Mm, mm -hmm, and then, mm -hmm. and then we can be done. (laughs) Okay. Well, first you'll have to go listen to our last episode and then, yeah, and we'll go from there. (laughs) No, that Um, was wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Um, had no idea what you were going to say when I asked you. In fact, I almost tried to talk you out of it in my asking you. So I appreciate it. Yeah. I feel I feel like mid email you changed your own mind. <laughs> <laughs> I started thinking of all the reasons why this could be a really bad idea, but I, yeah. I don't think it was. I think it went it went well. Well the the people will decide, won't they? That's true. I really shouldn't give my own opinion on that. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a pleasure. Thanks. All right. And for those of you who don't know Matt, he does have his own podcast called the Deep Thoughts Podcast. Um, do you want to tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, it's a little bit tongue in cheek. I, I don't think that I'm particularly deep, but I, <laughs> I try and get guests on that have written books typically that I find really fascinating. And I try and just 
ask them questions and get out of the way and and hear their deep thoughts so it's really just about different faith issues and and uh getting people on to help us learn uh, how to live christianly in the world today yeah so if that's your thing please do have a listen to the deep thoughts podcast all right well thanks again for coming on we appreciate it no problem and i'm glad uh glad the wi-fi out in your rural area uh, is, is working it's pretty impressive it only took two tries today we're doing good yeah <laughs> yeah that's true all right you guys that was my interview with pastor matt chance i hope it was an encouragement to you all to hear that people can disagree and still work together and be in the same church family that certainly doesn't make differences easy or comfortable and i'm not at all advocating that we gloss over our convictions or gloss over our differences to achieve this false sense of unity but instead i'm advocating for true unity and we do that by getting to know the person seeking to understand where they're coming from and above all in our communication in our relationships and just in the way we live our lives that we would seek to honor god and be faithful to him if you're interested in listening to pastor matt's podcast you can look up the deep thoughts podcast and have a listen or if you want to check him out on instagram his handle is at deep thoughts podcast and if you want to find Rita and I outside the podcast, you can check us out at theboomclapcommunity.com. It's just one way you can support us. We also do book discussions every couple months, and we would love to have you get involved with that. Or you can also find us on Instagram. I am cecily.dickey, or you can find me on my website, thegracetogrow.com, or for Rita on Instagram at Rita Rogers Co., or her website, ritarogersco.com. Thanks for listening.